What's up, everybody? It's J&J with Justin and Jordan. We got a special guest in the building. Another challenger in the arena. <laughs> my honest opinion, my biggest rival for years in basketball debate. I took down Mike. We brought Dave back. I'm here to take down Dave. But what we got today, Justin? It's the great debate part two with Dave in the building. Thank you for coming on again. And I'm looking forward to this episode. We could get started with this debate. You guys want to do the same rules as last time, or? Yeah, we could do we could do same rules. You know how it is. It's the it's the Coliseum, bro. I think this time we should do one minute arguments, thirty second rebuttal. Because I'm, I'm gonna keep a G with you because it's Dave. I'm yeah. gonna be real. I think this should be no holds barred. So pure just, extreme rules. Just extreme, extreme rules. rules. Tables, chairs, barbed wire, bats, everything, bro. Everything, sledgehammers, whatever. Extreme rules, bro. I, I don't know how why this guy's so guys. How it's always been. <laughs> because Dave knows we've been talking about ball, and one way or another, it always delves into a debate, and I love it. And it's it's been like this for, like, what, like seven years? Everything becomes a debate, whether it's LeBron and Mike or fucking Austin Rivers, for whatever reason. It's always a debate. <laughs> Bro, that shit got heated last week. Yo, we were throwing hands in the, in the PS party over Austin and Rivers. That and shit was funny as hell. It's just Austin Rivers. So no holds barred, Justin. We'll see how it goes. You feel me? We'll have, we'll, we'll have some respect because, you know, we boys. We boys and all that. We're, we're, it's not like I'm going to be screaming over him, but no holds barred. We don't need no timer. All right. For this one, I'm going to keep it light. And for this one, it is... Are the Clippers the worst built team ever? I'm gonna let Dave go first because he had a particular like disagreement with that take that I had about the Clippers being the worst built like team that I've seen in sports. All right, so we all saw that clip on TikTok the other day. Uh, Jordan said the Clippers are the worst built team in uh, basketball because all the failures they've had, they never won a finals in the four years they built together. Kawhi, PG, that's supposed to be an elite duo, and they had a good team around them. But Jordan's out here saying that the worst team ever built in sports. Bro, come on. Let's be real. I can name four teams this year that were built worse than that Clippers team that were just as not as, as unlucky as the Clippers. I'll concede one, but that's it. But I'll let you go. Because look at the Clippers. All right. That team was built in 2019. They had Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Bev, Lou Will, Montrez Harrell. And Ivaka Zubac, and that was a pretty, like, good team around Kawhi and PG, the two main stars. All right? Obviously, they haven't made an NBA Finals. They choked one year, 3-1. And they made it to the Conference Finals one year with one of their superstars hurt. And the one thing I'll say is when you build a team, building a team is not based off uh, injuries and stuff, if it does good or not. It's based off how they function together. If they're winning when they're all on the court together. But you saying they're the worst built team because oh they haven't been able to stay on the court together? That's just unlucky, bro. That happens. That happens to everybody. Okay. But uh, I don't think the Clippers are the worst built team in sports. I say this year. I don't want to dive too much into baseball. The New York Mets, three hundred forty million dollar payroll, terrible. Ten games under five hundred at the All Star game. Shout out Mikey Locks. He's not going like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then we got the New York Yankees. Another $250 million payroll this year. I think a little more. No comment. They gave Aaron Judge the bag of death. They gave John Carlos Stanton the bag like six years ago, and he's hitting under 200. Okay? Garrett Cole has has the bag, 30 million a year. But he's performing. Rodon, 20 million a year. And they're ass, bottom of the AL East, bro. Like, what? They are supposed to be top of the AL East with the money they spend. And all their team is old as hell, and they're trash. All right? Then I'm going to go to basketball, and this one's a hot take. The worst built basketball teams I could remember. I don't know if I was just fucked up last night. All right? The Boston Celtics of this year, to me, were built worst. What the fuck? Or have been more unsuccessful than the Clippers of that 2019 team. Elaborate. Because they went over the cap. They have Tatum, Jalen Brown, Rob Williams, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Danilo Gallinari, and Malcolm Brogdon. That is nine players that you would take on your team to be on any type of rotation if you want to compete for a championship. And they lost to the eighth seed Miami Heat. And I know you might be like, the Bucks lost. All right, the Bucks lost, but they had Giannis out for two and a half games. And people don't want to th- talk about that. The Knicks. All right, the Knicks, we were valid, but we have a couple of chokers on our team. Well, I say one main one, so I'm not going to talk about the Knicks. But the Celtics, bro, they could not get it done. They lost to the Heat, and they had an elite team. And they can't even build that team back together again because they can't afford it. All right, so they're, they're done. They're cooked. And uh, this one's a little crazy. The Golden State Warriors of this year. The way they gave Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, max contracts after winning NBA championships last year. All right? On top of what everyone else gets paid, they went to seven versus Sacramento, and they got outplayed versus the Warriors. They got outplayed by Austin Reeves. um, The Lakers? Lonnie Walker Jr. Yeah, they got outplayed by the Lakers, yes. Lonnie Walker Jr., Pooped on them one game. Austin Reeves was cooking. Obviously, the Stars were cooking. Rui Hachimura was frying. But the Warriors... And then look at the mess that caused. Bob Myers didn't want to return to the Warriors because of that. He literally did not want to return to the Warriors because the mess they put themselves in. Giving out loyalty contracts, not paying their guys early enough. And now they're they're screwed. And they have to trade away Jordan Poole after one bad season. And I concede. Well, I'm I'll, I'll like I said even last night in the party. I'll concede the two New York baseball teams have been bad, but we'll stick to ball, right? The Celtics, as you said, were a failure for whatever reason in team construction. But you know what the difference is between the Celtics and the Clippers? They've made it that far every single year except one year. Constant conference finals, constant, constant, constant every year. Two babies in comparison to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, two babies. And then you got the Warriors. You said to yourself, this is loyalty contracts. This is common in the NBA. When you have all-time greats on your team, like all-time franchise players, you give them the bag, even though you know it's going to mess up your team in the future. It's common. Happens in every single sport, basically. You know it's going to harm your team, but it's out of respect for what the guys have done for you. So I'm not even going to count the Warriors. What have the Clippers done? Like, what has PG and Kawhi done? To earn these contracts and, and be compared to the Warriors who got legacy contracts. Because so far, like you said yourself, they made one conference final. When they hyped up the battle for LA, they didn't fucking make it because they blew a 3-1 lead. You signed one guy. And you say injuries are unlucky. When you see one guy has a constant history of injuries and you sign him, you cannot be shocked when they're hurt. You cannot be shocked when Kawhi Leonard has to load manage. Because he's been doing this for about seven years now since Greg Popovich. 
This is constant, constant, constant for his career. So you can't be shocked. If I, if I, if I, uh, let's say, give somebody a, the bag, if I give someone a max contract that two ankle surgeries and he hurts his ankle again, it's not, oh, that's bad luck. It's, I should have known better. You had two fucking ankle surgeries. Same thing with Kawhi, right? Now, Paul George, I will say, he wasn't injury riddled before he got to Clippers, but ever since he's gotten there, he's just broken down, bro. Broken down. We're talking 40-something to 50 games every year. Kawhi sometimes misses basically the entire year and plays another 40, 50 games. It's like uh, Stephen A. Smith said, like, these guys are playing like 100 combined games out of 180-something games, right? They're not playing. They're not playing, and they have nothing to show for it. I'll be honest, they haven't earned that load management because they have not gotten anywhere in the playoffs. They have not gotten close to the glory that we expected. Remember the battle for LA, like I said again, I'm going to reiterate. We kept saying, wow, this is going to be the conference finals for the next three fucking years. And they never met each other. One time it was the Lakers' fault, one time it was the Clippers' fault. But the Clippers had the easier path. They were right there. You had to win one game. And you blew a 3-1 lead when you were the favorites to win the championship besides the Lakers. It was always going to be them or the Lakers. And they fumbled. They didn't make it to the conference finals. Let's not also forget, they missed the playoffs their third year together because they were injured. They're always injured. This year, Paul George was so injury riddled. Neither of them played 60 games or anything close to it. We saw Kawhi go down, like Stephen A. Smith said. He didn't go down even. He walked to the bench, drank his gator, whatever, whatever. Next game, we found out he's not playing. These guys don't play, and it's not even a sense of, damn, it's, it's bad luck, it's bad luck. We know Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard does this every single year. It's constant load management. That's what it is. I'm not shocked whenever I hear Kawhi is out because I know, all right, he's been doing this for seven fucking years. He's been doing this, sitting out games, not never playing 65-plus games a year. He doesn't do it. I shouldn't be shocked when I give him money, and he doesn't play 70 games. Listen, talk about load management, but uh, I think I just think it's unlucky. I know you just said you just had to argue the fact why it's not unlucky, why that, you know, you signed guys that were hurt constantly. But before Kawhi went to the Clippers, he had that one year where he didn't want to play on the Spurs, right? He didn't want to play because he wanted to get traded, right? Went to the mm -hmm. Raptors, won a won a chip, dipped out after one year. Did he miss out? Any? Did he miss a lot of games on the Raptors, or am I missing something? Yes, he, they load managed him a lot. He probably missed like what, just like seventeen I, games. I think like he that. played like sixty games that year, sixty-two. So he missed about, and let's say we'll we'll say ballpark anywhere between fifteen and twenty games. That's why I said when when they signed him, they knew he's getting constantly load managed. So you can't be shocked. It's not luck. It's not It's not unlucky or whatever when you're load managing a guy who's been load managing for seven years straight now, whether it was the Spurs or the Raptors and now the Clippers, he's always load managing. And that's why I side with Stephen A in this whole debate. Like, you guys are getting paid a bag. And to do what? And not play finals minutes one time? The whole point of this was kind of like, we'll compare to baseball too with the Padres and the Mets and all that, right? You keep throwing bags, throwing bags to be the, the big brother in the city. You want to be little brother no more. Shit don't even fucking work out. It doesn't work out. And this was supposed to be... This was when people were like, wow, this is different from CP3 and Blake and DeAndre. This is going to be the team that brings a championship to the Clippers. A finals appearance. Because the Clippers have never made the finals. This is going to bring a finals appearance to the Clippers. Can't even do the bare minimum of making the fucking finals. And we see, like you said, the Heat, for example. The Heat are, are an eight seed. They got heart in their team. Something that the Clippers have lacked for the last five years. They have heart in their team. And they made the finals twice since the Clippers assembled that crew. Are the Miami Heat talent-wise better than the Clippers? No. Definitely not. 
But they got the heart and they try hard and they play through injuries. We saw Jimmy Butler playing through injuries this just this past postseason. Kawhi can't even play a, a regular season game if, if he if he hurts his pinky. He stops. He'll play 10 minutes and he stops. He doesn't play. <laughs> he does not play. He is incredible. And I firmly believe that if Kawhi and PG both played 70 games each, I'll give them the respect, especially with the town around them, they win a championship. That's a championship-level team if they play 70-plus games together. But they don't. They don't. They never do. They always have to load-manage. And to load-manage in the playoffs, to me, is disgusting. You're playing for a fucking championship. That's what, this load, year? Yeah, you load-manage. Kawhi towards meniscus. But the thing is, he was load-managing the whole time. And then, they were also load-managing in um, which playoff series, Justin? What which playoff one? year were they load-managing? I think they were, one of them was load-managing in 21. That was um when they beat the Jazz, right? Either that one or the bubble. They, one of them was load managing. It's constant. I think so. Yeah. To load man to load manage in the playoffs is crazy, bro. Am I am I missing something? Do we, we we're load managing to be ready for the playoffs, and then you're playing less game less minutes in the playoffs. What's up with that? You're I think minutes, restri- minutes restrictions. That's that's the term I'm going to use. Minutes yeah, restrictions. Okay. I, I think it's manage. clear that Kawhi has some sort of chronic knee injury, and that's why he got it, he finally got it repaired, and he sat out the last four games of that playoff series. But you put that team together all on the court at the same time, they're winning. They're winning games. They're I think they're obviously beating the Suns. That Suns team last year wasn't really that good that made the playoffs. Like besides Kawhi K I mean K D and Devin Booker, yeah. they like they didn't really do much. You know what I'm saying? Their team was pretty mid. Aiton was getting benched over for Jock Landell, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But uh like that Clippers team they play, even with Westbrook, Westbrook was frying like Westbrook was cooking. He was, he was cooking. frying. He was Matt, cooking. Yo, Bro, I love Russ sometimes, but like not on the on the Lakers. But the thing is, when you talk about oh, why the Clippers, you know, pull out the bag and give the bag because they want to be the biggest team in, in basketball. Because uh, bro, that's what small market teams always do, bro. They have to do that because the Clippers are the little brothers in town, just like the Nuggets, for example, when they had to give Michael Porter Jr. thirty million a year after he, even though he was injury prone, because they're like that's how you, how they keep their star players because they need to pay them or they're leaving. They're going to a big market, yeah. you know, whatever it is. But that's what they have to do. That's what smart market teams do. That's what the disadvantage is, you know. And um, having Kawhi and PG, the reason they're still on the team anyway is because they're still going to make the playoffs no matter what. But they're opening a new stadium. So they have to have some cover faces. They got to have some people there. And they have no draft picks for the next five years probably. So they, they got to stick to those guys or try to work around it, you know. But when you talk about the worst built team, no, I say unluckiest. I- I'm still gonna stick to that no matter what. But they, they were built to win a champ. I know you're saying they need cover faces for this new Englewood Arena and shit like that. And I, I do want to disagree with the point that they're small market because we saw, like for example, the Nets. They were the little brother, but that that New York City market, even being second biggest in New York City, second biggest in LA, like you said, the the Nuggets has way bigger uh, media revenue share than than the Nuggets, than the Timberwolves, and these guys who have their own city. So that's kind of my problem with it, and that's why they overcompensate with money. We've seen the Clippers the past decade spend a lot of money on guys, whether it was CP3 or, or Blake, even though they got rid of that Blake contract, and these two guys that they got right now. I don't think that they're a small market team. Are they the inferior little brother? Sure. But the same thing with the Angels and Dodgers. Angels spend a lot of fucking money, but they're still inferior. The Nets spend a lot of money like with, with their big three. But they're still inferior to the Knicks. Wait, in the Nets? To media. Hold on, we didn't. They were inferior. But the Nets, in terms of worst built teams, that three, but that three star team. They also only had one year though. These guys have had four years together and they failed. 
it was four one, years. Right? It was one what? year, yeah, one, po- like, one yeah. postseason, because Harden was out by the middle of next season. Yeah. So, but these guys have had four years together and not one final. You had four chances to go to the finals, and you haven't made it one time. I gotta, I gotta put that against you, honestly. I have to put that against you. But you can't agree that this Celtics team this this year was not built to make it win a championship. Of course they were, but at least they made the conference finals. That's my point. This is a team that makes the conference finals every year. You're more shocked when they don't make the conference finals. The one time they didn't make it was two years ago when they when they lost in five to the Nets, since we just spoke about them. But besides that, I don't think they've won the second round since they they've lost in the second round or, or anything since then. They've always been conference finals appearances every single year. I don't want to get too much into like comp and stuff, but I think the East is significantly easier easier than the West recently? at this point. Yes, recently. I think that you look at the East, there's three teams that are making the finals only. It's only the Bucks, Philly. I know the Heat Heat Philly. made the finals. No, no, not making the finals, <laughs> oh, but not top three seeds that they're they're gonna oh. make it to conference semis and or whatever. But uh, they're always gonna. Philly's always gonna lose to the Bucks, or they're always gonna lose to the Celtics. But Philly, Celtics, and Milwaukee—not in order. Those are the three best teams by, by far. You know they're making the conference finals, and then it's gonna th- a one throw-in. It was a Heat. I mean, Philly hasn't touched the conference. Yeah, Man, I mean, it. conference semis. You know what I'm oh, talking semis. about? Yeah, so yeah. Even even in regards to comp, the Clippers have lost to um, the Nuggets before they really really peaked. They made the conference finals that year, and they, they how much did they lose? They lose in six. What are they losing? No, that was the second round. They That's lost, what I'm saying. Which one? No, but they, the bubble. The, that the, was the Nuggets lost round. in six to the Lakers, though. Yeah, to the Lakers, yeah. But that was but the thing was, as we said, as I said before, the two contenders since day one, since opening night, was it's going to be Nug- uh, Lakers versus Clippers in the conference finals, and they didn't do their job. Yeah. That that's always that that was my problem, especially that year. That's your year to win a championship. That's bubble. And you had all the expectations in the world to go to the conference finals against the Lakers. Minimum. That was your minimum goal. And you couldn't even do that. I would have given you a B- minus for doing that. And they couldn't even do that. They failed. They failed completely. They lost to the Nuggets, as we said, right before Jokic really, really peaked. He was great that year. That's not a take away from him. He was great that year. But he didn't even hit his apex yet. Because two years after that was when he really started shitting on niggas. Seriously. But at this point, man... At that point in time, Jokic was not at his complete apex. This was the first emergence of Jamal Murray. But meanwhile, you had Paul George right off of coming right out of a, a top three MVP finish. Kawhi Leonard right after coming after out of a one of the greatest postseason run, postseason runs we've ever seen of all time. And then he remember he was crowned the best player in the NBA after he won that championship. Bro, so that's man, yeah, but some, Max some people, But minimum, you had you signed two top seven players in the same offseason. And you don't make the conference finals, that's bogus to me. That's bogus to me. I guess you could say at least they're going to use them for marketing for the new the new arena. They got these big faces. They're superstars to push sales and jerseys, whatever. But we all know how um, the owner is, right? Ballmer wants to win a championship so badly. He doesn't care about the money. He has all the money in the world. He wants the championship, and they have not delivered. And I don't think they're going to deliver ever. I don't think the Clippers are going to win a championship until those two guys are gone, and then they go through like a rebuild. But for now, they're not winning a championship with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I guarantee that. This that is was, the last year. This is the last that was year. a good debate, but I think it's time to go to the next topic. I feel like this next one is about to be fucking crazy. But we saw on the TikTok, shout out to that, at the JJ podcast, we had a viral clip. Kobe Bryant, not a top 10 player. Jordan said it. He got cooked. But that's fine. Kobe fans is sensitive. All publicity bro. is good publicity. Uh, yeah, but Kobe fans is sensitive. That's, that's how it goes. A lot of people in the comments 
and my boy across from me, Dave, did not agree. There was a there was a name out there that he didn't believe that was better than Kobe Bryant, and that guy was Larry Bird. You don't think Larry Bird's better than Kobe? Nah, and I'm gonna explain to you why. Wait, you're being serious? I though? mean, dead eyes, bro. I mean, dead eyes. That shit was mad disrespectful. Hold on, <laughs> that was mad disrespectful. Larry Bird, you got Larry Bird over Kobe Bryant. Yes. Kobe Bryant is a cultural icon. All right, he signified a generation, an era by himself, basically. All right. Yes, he played with Shaq. All right, played with Shaq. They won three chips. They lost one. Then he went, didn't make the playoffs. Came back with Pau Gasol, Bynum, Ron Artest, and Derek Fisher, and a couple. You know, Lamar Odom, Shannon Brown. You know, I'm not gonna say Lamar Odom was a scrub, but he was good. And they won two chips against the Celtics with four All-Stars. Come on, bro. Kobe, one of the most skilled players of all time. I know that's bag talk, but he's one of the most skilled players of all time. And, you know, that's annoying to talk about, too. All right? A guy that probably averaged around 27 for his career, 26 for his career. 25 on the dot. Yeah, all right, 25. but that's because his second to last season, he averaged 13. In his first two years, he averaged like 14 and like 19. But he was averaging, he was put, had seasons where he was averaging 27, 31. I think there was a, a one that was in a little more than that. 35 was his peak. Yeah. There was a guy that he cared about defense. He, he was offensive, offensive weapon by himself. Not over Larry Bird. I, bro, I know what you're going to say. But La Larry Bird was gassed up. You know why. You know why he was gassed up. All right, <laughs> he was gassed up because the NBA was trash back then before they came, and they needed to gas up a rivalry between Magic and Larry Bird. So they were like Magic and Larry, and they were in the finals against each other all the time. All right, even Magic won that. Lakers Town won that. All right, Larry Bird's career was twelve seasons. Okay, maybe thir I think it was thirteen, 80, 79 to eighty to ninety two, ninety three, because it was back. He was cooked after ninety two. All right, yeah. Kobe Bryant. From 2000 to about 2013, maybe a little before 2000, right? Like 97, 98. His, his career, he was nice, bro. He was cooking. He was frying people. His offensive game, the fact that he was, even if he was the number two option to Shaq on a three a three P team, that's still insane as a young player. A guy that's under 26 years old at that time or 27 years old. I think he's even younger, actually. That's the worst part. But come on, bro. Larry Bird over Kobe Bryant. You know, there's other names on that list, but let's stick to Larry Bird. Like you said with Larry Bird, that Larry's Bird, Larry Bird's career was only 13 years. That was a incredible 13-year career, and you wanted to compare, let's say, Kobe's peak because let's let's be real, all Bird's entire career was a peak, incredible peak, and Kobe's career, uh, 98 is a little bit too early. I'll say 99 to 2000 was when it really started going. That was his first 20-point per game season, if I'm not mistaken. From that to 12-13 season. We can compare that because that's his best body of work. I'm not going to go out here and say, oh, let's count 2016 and let's count his rookie year. As you said, it was, it was weak because he was young on one side and the other side was too old and broken down. Larry Bird's 13 years versus Kobe's, give me Larry Bird's. Because when we talk about, let's say, let's look at, look at the numbers, for example. We're going to look at the numbers first. We get amazed. We are astonished when we see that LeBron is averaging 28 and and eight and eight right that's that's a good player right 28 eight and eight i'll be real with you bird's peak was 29 points 10 to 11 rebounds a game with that same minus assist seven to eight assists but we don't respect it as you just said why you say they hyped it up for whatever reason 
I'll be real with you. A lot of people sleep on Larry Bird for that same reason. We're not even going to mention it. I don't want to look like Kendrick Perkins out here. But to go back to that, Larry Bird, last three-time back-to-back-to-back MVP. Not against scrubs, neither. He's winning against Mike. He's winning against Magic, Dominique, Hakeem, Kareem. Who else am I missing, Justin? Give me some names. Give, give me some names. Um, Moses Malone was out of his prime already, yeah. but Charles Barkley, I think, was entering Barkley. his prime. He was winning against Dr. J. He was a beast for three for that three-year stretch. He was the best basketball player in the world. In the world. And you talk about icons. I don't give a fuck about icons, to be real with you. Because Allen Iverson's a fucking icon. And he is not a top 15 player of all time. We all know Allen Iverson is not a top 15, top 20, maybe not even a top 25 player of all time. And he is an icon. He's a bigger fucking icon than Kobe Bryant. But we're talking about icons. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson saved basketball. And that's not even part of my argument. But he's an icon in his own right. They saved the game that we love and watch today. So how is Larry Bird not an icon himself? To go back to his game, three-time champion. In a time where, in my opinion, three of the greatest teams were all playing each other at the same time. That early 80s Sixers team, specifically the 83 Sixers, is one of the five to seven best teams of all time. Showtime, we don't got to talk about how good they were. And he was beating them. They were beating each other, but he was beating them too. That early six, that early eighty Celtics teams, Bird, Parrish, and, and McHale, incredible. One of the best of all time. Dennis Johnson had the Pistons in there too. Had the Pistons in there too, competing against the Pistons, whooping the Pistons. I'm not gonna count Mike. That was way too early. That's yeah. baby Mike. We're not gonna do that to him, right? That would be disingenuous to include them. But listen to all these teams that he was beating, bro. He was never facing no scrub teams. Bernard King. He was going toe-to-toe with Bernard King when Bernard King was one of the best players in the NBA. You want to tell me Bird had weak competition or something? He was doing against Mike, Magic, Kareem, everybody. Giving everybody buckets. Giving everybody 28 points per game with the rebounds. And like you said with the bag talk and how a lot of people on, on, on TikTok wanted to say. Because Bird's game is not, is not exciting for whatever reason. Because he don't dunk the ball. That's the problem with a lot of these stands. For example, the Kobe stands, the KD stands, so on and so forth. Because their game looks prettier, we want to overrate these guys. But Larry Bird, it don't matter. He was he had a good game too. It's just that he's not dunking. He wasn't crossing people up. That's why people don't respect his game. But he was elite. He was efficient. 50-40-90 club. Who started that? Larry fucking Bird. Larry fucking Bird started the 50-40-90 club. Kobe ain't do that. Kobe might have started the 41-30-80 the and 80 club because he was so inefficient. Bird was the epitome of efficiency. The only person more efficient than Bird might just be Stephen Curry. Is that not great company to be in? Him and Steph? Who else matches that efficiency? I, I can't. This, this is what bothers me. I can't with the Kobe stand specifically when they want to shit on guys like Bird because it's either I'm too young to watch Kobe or people who want to back up Bird. You an old fart that, that doesn't respect the new gen. There's no in between. Why can't it be people just respect Larry Bird's game and what he's done for the game of basketball and how he dominated the toughest era in basketball to win a championship? By far. By far, too. I'm honestly moved. I'm honestly moved. I think that was that was a great. You know, they should put you at the start of the ESPYS, like give you the ten minute monologue. That was a good ass monologue. Yeah, 
A hick from French Lick. The but you're fucking wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right? You're fucking wrong. That's Kobe Bean Bryant, all right? Put some respect on his name. But you still haven't given me one reason why Kobe was better All right, than but him. you're talking about... You said who, he was an icon but listen, Larry Bird was an icon, too. So let's talk about actual game. Let's talk about basketball. Let's stop talking about narratives. Let's stop talking about the narratives. Let's stop talking about bag. Let's talk about basketball right now. For real, let's talk about basketball. Not who got crazy dunks. Not who could do a windmill. Not who could cross people up. Not who got a bag. Not who's got a prettier fadeaway. Let's talk about real basketball. Let's not talk about drama. Let's not talk about icons and who sold more shoes, more jerseys. Let's talk about fucking basketball, bro. Why is Kobe better than Larry Bird at basketball? All right. A lot of the things you mentioned was who Larry Bird beat, right? But he was beating up on those teams with three Hall of Famers. He had Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, and himself, right? And DJ. And DJ. Dennis but it, Johnson. We're going to talk about Hall of Fame later. But three but Hall Johnson of Famers, right? Tier. He was beating up on Charles and old Moses Malone, right? Bernard King by himself, right? Michael Jordan, young Mike, right? Okay? You know, I know you're going to say, oh, he got to the Lakers. And he beat the Lakers. Was was he one and two against the Lakers? What was he against the Lakers? I think he was one and two. They played one three and two. One and two against a team that had three All Stars just like himself, three Hall of Famers just like himself, right? Two top ten players of all time, though. Yeah. Two top ten. Let's not forget that. I'm gonna let you continue, but two top ten players of all time. You may continue. Kobe Bryant led a Pau Gasol. I'm not saying Pau Gasol is a bum. Pau Gasol is good. You casuals just think he's ass. But Pau Gasol was good. He was second All Star. He would have been a border. He would. He was like when the borderline All Stars make the All Star games this year. Like the guys that are at the end. He's like that type of All Star. Kobe Bryant was the guy. Okay. He beat KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Rajon Rondo with his team two times. Two out of three times. KG that just came off an of injury though. Let's not forget that because KG slowed down after the injury in 2009. You may continue. All right, we're putting injury narrows in there now, okay? Because the truth, he slowed down after the injury in the 2009 playoffs, in the 2009 season. He slowed down. That's why they didn't make it back in 2009. He got hurt. He was never the same after. We're going to say KG was the same after his injury in 2009? Of course not. That's not the same Kevin Garnett. That's not the Kevin Garnett that I know and love. That's not the same guy. That real Kevin Garnett would have shut down Paul Gasol. But I don't do what ifs. I'm just saying the facts that, that Kevin Garnett was just coming off an injury. Kobe Bryant was the first pure scorer in our sport in, in the, what I can remember in our recent time. Other than Michael Jordan. Relax. Other than pure Michael Jordan. Score? Pure scorer? Pure yes. Meaning what? Meaning. Niggas wasn't he, scoring he's getting to Kobe? The, no, but I'm talking about getting to the basket. He's taking all the shots. Volume scorer. Sorry. Volume scorer is a better term. He's He has to take the shots. He has to take the big three at the end of the game. He has to take the, the tough fadeaways with three guys on him. Because I'm not passing it to Lamar Odom for a three. Damn, why Lamar Odom? He should have said Parker. Fucking Ron Artest, for example. One of his greatest career moments, other than the fight, was making a layup off a of Kobe miss against the Suns to, to, put them, to win a conference finals game. Right? Kobe Bryant was in charge of doing everything by himself, basically. It was, I'm the wolf leader. I'm the Jordan. That's why they call him Michael Jordan reincarnation, basically. That's Most what they call him. Not. That's what they call him Mike too. All right, they call him Great Value Mike. <laughs> if you want, if you want to do that, they call him Great Value Mike. And you talking about volume? Like Larry Bird wasn't putting up twenty shots a game as well, more efficiently too. That's another thing, more efficiently too. Larry Bird wasn't taking ten shots. 
I just checked right now. Kobe had the one anomaly where he had no help. He averaged 35. He shot 27 shots a game. For the rest of his career, he was going anywhere between 20 to 22, maybe 23 was the second highest. Bird was also putting up 20 to 22 shots a game, bro. It's not it's not that Kobe was the first guy taking a lot of shots. Like, let's not let's not even start with that that type of narrative. And you talking about Larry Bird's help, Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish. Are we fucking forgetting that Kobe Bryant played with the most dominant player of all time, getting outscored in every single finals, nearly by double digits the entire time, and that when they gave Kobe the fucking keys, that they lost to the Pistons? They lost to the fucking Pistons because they said, here you go, Kobe. You've been crying. Take the keys. Go be selfish. Go be the hero. We losing five to the Pistons. But every other year before that where they won, what happened? Shaq, get us that 13, the 38 and, and 17 against the Pacers. Give us that 33 and 16 against the Sixers. Give us that 35 and 15 against the Nets. Kobe was putting up his points, but them points was 24, 25 points per game. The most he probably scored in the finals during the three-peat when they were winning was maybe like 26, 27 points per game. And Shaq was putting up near fucking 40. Nearly 40 points per game. And we talking about help. We always talking about other players' help. You played with a top seven player of all time, most dominant big of all time, taking all the attention away from you. Taking all the attention away from you. Had to double team him in the paint. Had to hack him. Had to hack him on every possession to stop him from scoring. Do we not? Do we not talk about how... Let's say, for example, Kevin Durant got more efficient when he when he started playing with Steph, that he was scoring way more. Did Steph's gravity not affect how open he was? For example, with the Cavs, their their whole mentality was, we got to stop Steph. The game plan wasn't stop Kevin Durant. It was stop Steph. Give K, Let KD take the open shots, which was unfortunately a consequence of the game plan. It was the same thing with Shaq and Kobe. Focus on Shaq. And then what happened when it was, when it was all right, let Kobe do his thing in 2004? They folded in embarrassing fashion. He had more help than Bird. Well, because Bird had more guys that were a certain level of talent. He had better help. What about Kobe having one guy better than Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish? Would you, in your right mind, take Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish to start a team over Shaq? No. I don't think so. There's no way. I don't think anybody in their right mind that has watched 10 minutes of basketball would. So why are we talking about help? Kobe won three rings off the back of one of the, in my opinion, seven best players of all time. Let's let's not do that with the help talk. No, yeah. I can't do the help talk. That was a very, very great debate right there. But let's move on to the next topic. This is about the Basketball Hall of Fame. Is there a problem with the Basketball Hall of Fame today? I think so. I think, um, and this is a very timely event. So... We've had this uh, discussion, not really a debate. We've had this discussion a couple of times as as a whole group. Mm-hmm. My problem with the Basketball Hall of Fame is it's too fucking easy to get in. Remember, I looked it up last night, and we we all laughed in the party because yeah. I didn't know this. Tony Kukoc is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and that's that's nothing to be like an asshole to Tony Kukoc. It's because of his international success, whatever and so forth, right? You keep saying it's the Basketball Hall of Fame last night. You're like, oh, this guy's going to make it. Because he won in college, right? For example, he won in college, whatever. But I, when you compare it to baseball, where it is so you could win two MVPs, hit 400 home runs, 2,000 hits, you might not make it, bro. You might not ever sniff the hall. You, not, you might not even get 40% of the ballot doing shit like that. But then 
with all due respect to some of these guys, you got like your Chris Webbers and your Tim Hardaways who are all good players. That's not Hall of Fame worthy to me when everyone makes it. What did we do last night, guys? We checked Hall of Fame probability. You got um, Paul George has a, what was it, 96% chance of making it to, to the Hall of Fame. AD yeah. has a 99 point something percent chance. Um, Kyle Lowry was the worst one. 86% to make it. Kevin Love, 73%. DeRozan was all the way down to 43, and I still think that's too much. Bro, Kyrie, 93. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Kawhi Leonard, 78, which is obviously still in favor of him. Yeah, so it's something we agree upon. It's too easy, bro. Like, Dave, because we both watch baseball. Justin's a little bit more casual, but he knows the names. It's like, bro, you look at guys who missed the Hall of Fame, or, for example, it takes them, like, nine tries to make it. These guys get in first, like, ballot. I would not be surprised if Rondo's a Hall of Famer. But I think in a in a in a criteria that's much like the baseball Hall of Fame, much like Cooperstown, Rondo's off of the ballot, off the first vote. He does he gets less than five percent of the vote. He he doesn't get any even close, bro. We've seen guys that we think are nice, like Andy Pettit. He was off the ballot after oh the first God. vote. That was my guy when I was younger, bro. That's that's my point. But I I we I think we agree on this, but I think it's too easy, bro. The Hall of Fame is way too easy. Um, I like the selections this year. Powell Gasol, Tony Parker, D. Wade, um, Dirk. They all deserve it. Dirk and D. Wade, in my opinion, will be first ballot in a real criteria. And then Powell and Tony Parker maybe takes anywhere between four to six uh, tries. But it's too easy to get in. Way too easy. Yeah, honestly, uh, you young bucks on NBA Twitter that think Dwight Howard and Russ Westbrook are not Hall of Famers, you should be ashamed of yourself. Find shame. All right? Find God, too. <laughs> because... Dwight Howard, in his prime, was a top three center in the NBA. Top, no, wait, the best center in the NBA. I'm best sorry. Center the not NBA. even the top three. Best center for like a seven-year span. All right. Era week of centers, but he deserves a Hall of Fame. Russ Westbrook, just for what he's done, bro. Like the triple-double shit. Like, uh, well, yeah, first player average, average triple-double in a season since Oscar Robinson. He did it like how many times? Not three, three, three times. Three times. Oh, and yeah, MVP, Dolo. Yeah. Bro, like, come yeah, on. Too disrespectful, guys. Too disrespectful to these greats. But you got Kawhi Leonard is going to make the Hall of Fame, bro. Come on. I know it's kind of contradictory of me arguing for the Clippers before, but Kawhi Leonard is not making the Hall of Fame if he's playing baseball. It, with his statistics, oh, if they, if they converted. No. The way y'all talk it, about it? No, no. well, you got to understand when it comes to the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's not about, like, they would say Kawhi's fucking ass, right? Mm -hmm. But let's compare it to, like, Kawhi won two championships. And um, you know what we could compare it to kind of in a way like I feel like Cody Bellinger would kind of be a gas, but kind of like that. Like you have an MVP level year. You got a championship. You're on top of the fucking world, but your body breaks down. Bro, you got to be you got to be good. You got to be like at your peak, literally, for like 12 years and then have five decent years after that. Five pretty good years after that. Right. I don't it doesn't matter if you hit 55 home runs six years in a row. You break down after that. You are not getting close to all fame. You might get two chances, maybe like 10% of the vote at most. You're off. Seriously, there, there's guys on there. And we're not even talking about the steroid guys. We're not going to talk about that. But, for example, like guys like um, like who else wouldn't make it? Like Kevin Love would not sniff the ballot after the first chance. He might get 2% of the vote because he's a champion and he had a couple decent years. Honestly, I don't even think he, he gets 2% of the vote, bro. It's... It, Basketball Hall of Fame is a sham, bro. You could say, oh, what about college too? What about international, Olympics, whatever? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put stock in the Basketball Hall of Fame. 
Um, I understand the argument too where it's like, whoa, it's just a thing for the fans. Let's just honor everybody. But it's kind of like, you know, we're giving a trophy to everyone. Like that kid yeah. mentality. It's that what? mentality with kids now in sports. Like, oh, give everyone a trophy. I, I disagree. The the Hall of Fame is, is called a Hall of Fame for a reason, bro. And the Baseball Hall of Fame has been around way longer than basketball. I would not be surprised if basketball is rapidly catching up to baseballs in terms of inductions. Because you oh, just yeah. you let everybody in. I think I think they should just make an NBA Hall of Fame. Purely then, NBA. Yeah, you Purely might, NBA. You might as well do that. Yeah. And make it the elites of the elites. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely elite. Yeah, because you got Yao Ming, his career cut short, but a lot of his shit is just, like, cultural impact. That's one of, like, the main reasons why he's in the Hall of Fame. But I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't no, have no, 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 I'm not. I'm not arguing for him. I'm just no, yeah, saying. I know. But yeah, I'm saying I, I, I wouldn't have him. Even this is a, a a hot take, but like we said, with baseball criteria, T-Mac, for example, would not make it. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't make it. T-Mac, would, Tracy McGrady would not make it. He he would have a couple chances. He would not make it. Um, Paul George would not make it. Or maybe he'll get on the 10th try. I'll give him that respect. He'll make it the, the ninth or 10th try. You think so? Right at the end. Maybe. Who, who maybe. do you have better chance of making it? Kawhi or PG? If they Kawhi. were the baseball Hall of Fame. In my actual Hall of Fame? Yeah. Probably Kawhi, right? Well, no. I... It's going to sound crazy with all the criticism I give to PG, but it might be PG because he plays a lot of the games and he has the counting numbers. You heard that, Justin? Drug test him right now. Yeah, <laughs> he just it, said it, PG's it, making a baseball Hall of Fame over Kawhi. who had the same criteria. That's I crazy. Think, I don't think either one makes it, <laughs> but it's just because Kawhi, for example, like you could win championships. You could be the best in the world. You could be World Series MVP, hit five home runs in four games in the World Series. They don't give a fuck about that, bro, as I, much as they do like... It's total career you're stats. Great, you're great for 14 years. Not just good. You're fucking elite for 14 years. You know, it's Kawhi. Kawhi just wouldn't make it solely on that. Not because he's not good. Like, it's it's not like we're, me and Dave are saying they're not good. It's just that as fans of baseball, when we compare these two Hall of Fames, like, we're getting, like, seven inductions, right? And four of them are players, yeah. male players. Baseball just had two. It was... um. Scott Rowland and some other guy. They had two inductions this year. Bro, I don't know how it works, but I was looking them up, and um, I saw, like, a couple players that I just, I just didn't recognize their names. I don't know if they're getting people at the end of their uh, things, but, like, if they're just not getting announced, because I'm seeing names that I just don't recognize, like, from, from, uh, in, the base, in the baseball one. Such as who? Um, ooh, I, didn't, I don't have it up on my, on my phone right now, but it was, like, the, in 2021, there was no selections from what I saw. Yeah, because you need you need seventy five percent of the vote from the writers. You need seventy five. Yeah, I don't know, more. but I don't know. Maybe it wasn't uh, it wasn't players, but they were like, uh, I don't know, managers. The, yeah, maybe like managers or something. I don't know. It was versus. I don't think they induct backroom staff or trainers or something like that or owners or maybe owners, owners or something like that and commissioners, of course. Yeah. But uh, I saw some names I just didn't recognize at all. Like in yeah. 2019, 2020, I was like, what? I, but I like Dave said, there are. could be years nobody fucking makes it. Yeah, that's crazy. You will never that's, have that's that in wild. basketball. Yeah, you'll never basketball would rather put Bradley Beal in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> God forbid, let nobody make it in a year. And I think that's that's like ridiculous, bro. I would not be surprised if. If in 15 years Towns makes the Hall of Fame, that's that doesn't sit right with me, bro. Not and like we said, it's not that these guys aren't good. It's like you should be in a certain echelon of talent to make the Hall of Fame. That's what makes a Hall of Fame a Hall of Fame. That's all there is to it. So Justin, I I, I think I'm ready for the final topic. Yep. I mean before Twitter topic. <laughs> I was looking for something about the Hall of Fame because there was a guy in um. I forgot his name. I was trying to look it up, but baseball? he no basketball. Oh. He was, I think, he was in the the Jordan draft. 
and he was like a, a overseas player, and he made the Hall of Fame. Uh, is it um the guy who, from Greece or Brazil? Because the Brazil one is Oscar something. I think he yeah, made I think, it. I think it was him. Yeah, because yeah. he um, it's mad. He he was cooking. He was cooking in the Olympics. Um, I think they're in the dream team. He was averaging like twenty five or something, but um. He's not a Hall of Famer, bro. Yeah, because that shit just came into my head now. Because I remember watching the, like the '84 uh, doc about that draft, and he came up, and he they were talking about him cooking overseas. I don't even, did he even play in the league, or it might have been very. I don't know if he played. If he played in the league, he was definitely was a bench guy. Very a respect. very short stint, and he made the Hall of Fame, and he's going. He's making it off impact. Like we see, fucking college coaches are making it. But and, I can respect it, that because, like you said, uh, not to cut you off. Um, the UNC guy, Dean, Dean something, Smith. yeah, because yeah. you, you know you know college way more than me. He deserves it. Yeah, he's he's fucking incredible. But then and for gonna... me to know his name, that that's a big fucking deal. Because you know I don't watch college. That's a big deal. But if we're gonna do that, I feel like it contradicts because that's a basketball Hall of Fame, and we're arguing for an NBA Hall of Fame. Well, but that's also because of um, managers too, though. Well, this the the baseball equivalent would be manager. Managers make it, commissioners make it, and mm-hmm. I think like you said, sometimes owners even make it. But when it comes to players themselves, nah, bro, you got you got to be fucking elite, man. No, yeah. None of the none of this Carl Anthony Towns, Rondo, Demar Derozan bullshit, bro. That's that's you're making <laughs> you're making a joke out of your own fucking Hall of Fame. It, it it's unnecessary. All right, the final topic is another player versus player debate. This one we looked at it yesterday, and it was kind of interesting to talk I about. I was shocked that yeah. we disagree on this. It was a shocking one, but. It's also a trendy one right now lately in Twitter, but it is James Harden versus Dwayne Wade. Oh, it's not D. Wade versus Paul Pierce? Is that only a discussion only to Paul Pierce? Yeah, only, yeah, for, only for Paul <laughs> Paul Pierce is the only one entertaining that. He's back on his bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that bro. shit is crazy. But yeah, James Harden versus D. Wade. You know what? Flash. Let's switch it up, Jordan. You talk first. Yeah, 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 I was about to say, I'll go first. So James Harden has the counting stats. He's had great seasons, 36 point per game. Follow that up with a 34 point per game season. And before I had 36, he averaged like 30. So that's maybe like, what, three, four years straight of 30 points per game, whatever. What has he done in the playoffs, though? Because we've seen Dwayne Wade lead the league in scoring. We saw Dwayne Wade at his best. At his best. And this is for all the old heads that say I wasn't watching back then. I don't know. Dwayne Wade, if anyone was watching ball at the time, over 10 years ago, maybe like 13, 14 years ago, Dwayne Wade and versus Kobe Bryant and the moment was a real conversation, bro. Let's not forget that D. Wade versus Kobe was a real conversation. Dwayne Wade being the best fucking player in the league was a real conversation. People to this day think that Dwayne Wade should have won the 2009 MVP over LeBron James. For people to even make that argument just shows how special of a player he was. And that's just regular season. Dwayne Wade not only brought it on the offense, he brought it on the defense. One of the best shot-blocking shooting guards of all time. And guess what? Without shoes, he's like 6'4". He's he's shorter than James Harden. He's one of the best shot blockers. So what's James Harden's excuse to not play any lick of defense at all throughout his entire career? People want to cope and say, well, James Harden has good post defense. That's what a lot of um, Rockets fans used to do back in the day. James Harden has great post defense, though. He's doing this. He ranks that here in deflections and uh, post-touch deflections, whatever. D-Wade was hounding you on ball and blocking your shots, getting the steals, shutting you down. He was giving you 30 and then shutting down your best perimeter player. I don't think we can even name 
one time where James Harden shut down another team's best player for even a quarter. Forget a game. I'm going to be lenient for a quarter. James Harden has never shut down anybody in his life. I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Justin's never seen it. No Rockets fan has seen it. No James Harden fan has seen it. Nobody's seen it. And going back to the playoffs, we've seen Dwayne Wade with one of the best finals performances of all time with an aging Shaquille O'Neal on his team. Shaquille O'Neal that was shut down, averaging 13 points per game. You would think, damn, Shaq is slowing down. He's old. He's only averaging 13. Where's that 20 points per game? We're going to lose this finals to Dirk. Dwayne Wade upped it like crazy. Third-year Dwayne Wade upped it like crazy. Second year, what we also forget too, conference finals and his second year against the Pistons. Him and Shaq made it to the conference finals in just his second year. Dwayne Wade was on that trajectory to be the best player on the planet. And sure, you know, let's say he capped out at a top three guy, right? Top three for a couple years is incredible. He was a phenom. Dwayne Wade at his peak was a phenom. What if, what was a flaw in D-Wade's game besides three-point shooting? He could facilitate. You did not want to see him run into the basket. He had speed. He had that mid-range. He had defense. What was James What was James Harden's biggest weakness his whole entire career? Defense. Effort. Heart. Playoff performances. He is, unfortunately, and I, I love James Harden. One of my favorite players. I want him to beat the Warriors so badly. James Harden is one of the biggest choke artists I've seen in my life watching basketball. And I've seen a lot of ball. I've seen a lot of ball. You, you'll love this one. You'll love this one. 2011, if the Heat win, who gets finals MVP? Because it's not LeBron James because he underperformed. It would have been Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade was putting out classic D-Wade games even after all the knee injuries and all that. D-Wade in 2011 would have had a ring and finals MVP. What has James Harden done? He's gotten to one finals when he was a baby, basically. Carried by Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. He was the sixth man of the year that year. Has not played one second of finals basketball since then. I can't I can't give it to him. D-Wade's the third best shooting guard of all time. Harden's four. Maybe even, you could, some people argue pushing him back to five. But D-Wade's spot as number three is solidified. I've given Harden the chance years ago that if he wins a championship, he could pass D-Wade. Has not done it. Has not even made the attempt to because he hasn't touched the finals. Are you hearing this shit, guys? <laughs> James Harden is one of the most disrespected basketball players of our era. He's one of the best scorers, most intelligent minds in the game we have today. And people look at him and they're like, strip club. That don't mean shit. All right? That's outside <laughs> the game. The strip club He's too. a winner inside and on, on the court <laughs> and off the court. Okay? Eight seasons, averaging more than 25 points per game. He had a 36-point per game, 34 and 33, uh, 30 point season, not 33. Three seasons, averaging more than 21. So that's 11 seasons in his career, averaging more than 21 points. Four seasons, averaging more than 10 assists. Five seasons with more than five assists. Missed on MVPs to first time in 50-year triple-double, Russell Westbrook and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who obviously ended up winning an NBA championship, and he's just, and, uh, that guy's a unicorn. And Curry. And Curry, <laughs> Yeah. And Curry, who's like one of the, the second greatest player of our era, probably after LeBron. Three, so it's three second places for MVP, six all, first team All NBAs. Going back to seasons, averaging more than twenty one. How many seasons did Dwayne Wade have averaging more than twenty one? 
Okay. Mm, For, if I had to guess, maybe like nine. All right, nine, right? James Harden. They couldn't guard him. You saw how they were guarding him years ago? There was a guy behind him with his hands behind his back. They had Rudy Gobert playing up in the paint. And he was getting buckets. He was a demon. A demon. That's what James Harden was. All right. I know playoff success. That matters. That matters a lot. But I think part of it is the media likes to tack on these guys when they don't do they don't win or what they do like you know how NBA Central, those Twitter pages, they're annoying. They they point out all the bad shit. They never point out the good shit. James Harden led that Houston team to conference semifinals, finals, after, like, as soon as he left OKC, as soon as he left Russ, KD, he did not miss a beat. He jumped onto the next ladder. He climbed to the top of the ladder. I will say, arguably, one of the, be the, one of the best player in the NBA from 2015 to 2018. After Curry, Jesus Christ. Oh, I was about to oh say. Oh, my God. I was about to say. <laughs> if Curry wasn't there, if Giannis isn't there, he has four MVPs. Four MVPs. Dwayne Wright have MVP? Okay, but if no. if LeBron James and Kobe Bryant were just wiping people from existence like we fucking 2018 Thanos, D-Wade would have an MVP. But let's talk about the hardware that matters, the hardware that James Harden is chasing. D-Wade won a championship. Not only that, take away the LeBron use, because I know you like to mention help. D-Wade has one championship, averaging 35 fucking points a game and putting Shaq on his back. What has James Harden done since then? Choked to the Warriors two, three times? Bro, Are you serious? Are you serious? You can't blame him. Who was he facing? I can blame him because you, you know can't. what? I can blame him because they, he put the biggest choke job of all time. What was it? A 1 in 80,000 chance to miss that many three-pointers in a row? And James Harden was one of the biggest proponents of that? How is that not his fault? You had the chance. And not only that, KD went down the second go-around. And they couldn't get past the second round. Because once you get that past that second round, who do you play? You play the fucking Trailblazers. But they could not, they could not finish their dinner. James Harden could never finish the deal. We just saw right now, James Harden, yes, he had two 40-point games. Justin, what did he do in Game 7? Did he even look at the basket, Justin? No. He did not look at the basket. Did he even score 20 points? No. So what are we talking about? We're talking about playoff success right here. And you want to say he's made it to conference finals every year or whatever. D-Wade went to the championship and won before LeBron James. Even if we wipe out the memory of the Heatles, D-Wade's postseason career is way better than James Harden, solely off that 2006 run. Legendary run where people were crowning him. There was a moment in time, again, for all the old heads that were saying, I, was, I don't know anything about that time. D-Wade was crowned as the next Michael Jordan over Kobe after that 2006 finals. He was crowned as the future best player of the NBA. Not Kobe, not LeBron, nobody. He was crowned to be the next player to lead the league as the best player in the world. Because his finals performance was historic. James Harden has never done anything close to that echelon. In terms of tiers and, and, and playoff um, performances... D-Wade is three, four tiers above James Harden. By far. By far, he is way better. James Harden just does not have the success in the postseason for me to give him that respect to put him over D-Wade. And this was another problem with the start of your monologue. I'm tired of every type of ranking, even by one, as you saw in the Kobe video, by one, 
is disrespect. It's a disagreement because you know what? I got the facts for why D-Wade is better. D-Wade was, was also leading the league in scoring when it was slow. James Harden averaged 36 points per game in, one of the mo in, in an era with the most possessions, bro. It's an era where you have more possessions than ever, even more in the 80s to score. When the league was slow, D-Wade was averaging close to 31 when teams were averaging 90-something points a game. James Harden was averaging that 36, 37 when what? These guys were averaging what? Maybe like 107 points a game? That's more than a 15-point spin. It's not even close to, to compare the difficulty of, of the defense because we know the mid-2000s defense was way tougher. It was harder to score. The game was slower. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. It's not an opinion of all like the the, eight, the people in the 80s and 90s are like, oh, you're getting clobbered. You're getting murdered. No, this is an absolute fact backed by numbers and eye tests. It was the slowest era as we saw with the Pistons, for example, winning a championship scoring like 70 points per game, bro. It was so much harder to score back then in comparison to now. D-Wade's 30 to me is more impressive than James Harden's 35 in oh, this era. Fuck no. By far. He it's had 40 easier. in a month. It's easier. It's easier. 40 in a month. But yeah, it's 40 in a month of the fastest basketball we've ever seen since <laughs> basketball's been created. This is a this is an era that has more possessions than one will average 50. Bro. If you're going to say just because D-Wade, not just because, D-Wade won a final so that outrules James Harden's whole career just because of that. So Jimmy Butler is better than James Harden all time. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say it was just because of the finals. But you because, said that. You said that finals win overrules his whole career. No, basically. because Jimmy Butler has never been a top three MVP candidate in his life. That's the difference. D-Wade, I don't think anyone's ever said with their right mind that Jimmy Butler is a top five player in, in his era or in a year. I don't think there's one year that you could point me to. Even when he made the finals, he was a top five player. He's a playoff riser, incredible playoff riser. I would want him in the playoffs more than James Harden. But D-Wade did it regular season, and he did it when it really mattered in the playoffs, right? So he won the championship, and he was a top three player in the world, too, for a certain amount of time. Like I said, him and Kobe was a real fucking debate before Kobe won that championship in, in 2009. It was a real big debate, especially that season where it was him, Kobe, and LeBron fighting for that MVP. It was a big-ass debate who was the best player in the world. And it was hard to, to discertain who's the best player. It really was. But James Harden, he has the regular season. He don't got the playoffs. Jimmy Butler got the playoffs. He don't really got the regular season. Dwayne Wade has both. Has both. Both, and that's why I have him way better than James Harden. That playoff success and that defense, both in the postseason and the regular season, gives gives me the idea that Dwayne Wade is way better than James Harden, all time by far. That gap between three and four, you know how like that gap uh, with one and two is from three with D Wade. That D Wade gap and James Harden gap is huge, bro. Until James Harden gets to a Finals and he's a big contributor, because right now he's slowing down. Right now, because you're comparing careers, you're comparing D-Wade's career also when he broke down. We're getting to the age where, by this age, James Harden's 33. He's about to be 34 next season. This is when D-Wade slowed down. When D-Wade was like 34, I think he joined um, he joined the Bulls when he was like 34. We're going to see James Harden slow down. And when his career is finally done, you'll see that you can't just compare total numbers. Because James Harden's about to have those slow numbers. You're, got, you're about to see his points go down. He's already down to 21 points per game. You were just upping him that he averaged 36. He's already down to 21, bro, in the past four years. Next year, it could be 19. The year after that, it could be 15. We don't know. But he's going to he's gonna decline. Father time always fucking wins, bro. And then we could finally compare their entire careers.
Damn. Listen. Uh, this is what I'll say. Greater. I give it a D-Wade. Greater. You'll remember him like for years to come. James Harden as well, but, but D-Wade is better. Too. I, I think. I just think James Harden individually is a better player than Dwayne Wade. And it has longevity. So uh, that's what I'm going to stick to. Has longevity, but I just told you that right now is the age when D-Wade started really, really slowing down. James Harden could keep slowing because he's already slowing down, bro. But like how many assists did James Harden average this year? Is all on top of twenty one points? Was it like let's 11? just say eight or nine? Yeah, I'll say eleven's like, a gas. It was eleven before the All Star break, right? Before they didn't m- pick him. Maybe, but after that, it dropped. If I had to guess, Justin could fact check. Was that this it was year like, no. or last year when he led the league in assists? Probably last year, the one before this one that just passed twenty two. But, but this year, no. You see this, but even if slowing he, down, even if he's averaging twenty, like nineteen next year, if he's on the Clippers, right? If he's on the Clippers, oh, it was this year. This year, average how many? He averaged 10.7 assists. Okay. Yeah. So even averaging an assist, like 10.7 assists, that's elite. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's elite for, for a player. Um, You put on the Clippers next year. I don't know what they do. If he, He's probably going to leave the Philly, you know? He won't start playing defense. I'll say that. <laughs> he probably won't need to anyway. Yeah, he probably won't have to. But that's one of the criteria of why I put D-Wade better than him. He don't play defense. Is he going to start playing defense now, Dave? He didn't do it in his prime from 2013 to 2020. He hasn't played a lick of defense. Is he going to play defense now? No. So if he's not going to learn how to play defense now, what is it that separates him and D-Wade as far as eye test? We could throw away the rings. How many defensive teams do you have? Three. Three? Yeah. All second team. And all because Kobe was in the league at the same time. Yeah. So so Kobe was getting the first team slots, basically. Exactly. Whether it was by reputation or he really earned it. Phil Jackson sometimes disagrees. Um, It was always Kobe. All right. Are are we doing... um, How much time we have? We... Have. We don't have. Uh, much. Cool, cool. Okay, <laughs> cool. You have a closing statement for James Harden. Listen, I think uh, you casuals, you know, I, I, Jordan's very intelli- intelligent here, as you could tell. You know, gave a great uh, debate for uh, co- uh, for D Wade right here, and a lot of the topics we had today. But uh, you guys got to stop disrespecting these guys when they get older. Uh, D Wade getting disrespected, uh, Dwayne Howard, Russ Westbrook, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. even like people don't remember Paul Pierce. Like, I think Paul Pierce, the shit he's saying is... He's making, doing it to himself. He's yeah, doing it to himself. He's doing, yeah, he's, he's doing, doing it to himself. himself. Yeah. But uh, these are great players. When I started watching basketball when I was nine, like, a lot of those guys were elite. Like, they were, like, the best at the time. Now it's just stats are gone, going up. So if you're, not, if you're not averaging 20 and 10 as a point guard, you're not making the All-Star game. Niggas is calling LaMelo Melo now. Yeah, I went on. <laughs> I went on YouTube. I put Melo something, and LaMelo came up. You listen, see how disrespectful that listen, is? Listen, when Carmelo's son makes the NBA and he's, and he's frying... Everyone's gonna be like, his dad was mellow. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that, that's gonna piss me off. They're gonna say his dad's mellow. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. They're gonna say his dad's Carmelo, but they're not gonna really know who Carmelo is. But you do have a point. I actually really do like that closing statement. And also, I want to flip that for the old sensitive heads, the old heads. Stop saying everything's disrespect. Sometimes a player's just better, and be consistent. Like with the Larry Bird thing, can't say I'm too young to watch Kobe, but then. Tell other people they're too old because they watch Bird and they rank uh, Bird over Kobe. Come on, bro. Like, sometimes players are just better than other players. And like we said, it's all opinion-based. It's fine if you got if you got Kobe over Bird, whatever. I'm going to strongly disagree. It's fine if you got Kobe as the GOAT. Some people really have that. I'm going to look at you like you're fucking crazy, but I'm still going to disagree. But I'm not going to be like, man, you just... You just you thirty something years old. You ain't you ain't shit. No, yeah, I agree. I'm like it goes both ways. Even if old, I haven't young, young bulls and, and old heads. Even if I wasn't alive to watch Larry Bird, 
Motherfucker, I still go back and watch the footage. I wouldn't There's be. Footage. I would. <laughs> you know what I watched the other day, bro? Because niggas want to say you you didn't watch them, bro. I I sit down in my basement and watch full games, bro. I, I was watching the conference finals, the Jazz versus the Rockets. I didn't know because I was bored. I used to be twelve years old before school watching hardwood classics of like eighties and nineties basketball. I wouldn't be sitting in this chair talking about shit I don't know about. So cut that shit out. Like fuck that. Like if we want to, we could make a list with the top. Motherfuckers that we've seen, that with we've seen personally but that's for live. another day. But yeah, like we were saying, if we make an opinion, it's because we we know the facts. We've seen the shit. Even if we haven't, we, if we weren't alive to see it, we went back and did the research. There's Wilt Chamberlain tape because a lot of people are saying Wilt Chamberlain. There's Wilt Chamberlain tape. Shout out to fuck. There's that one guy on Wilt, YouTube. I know that, you're talking that, about. It's like a Wilt that, page, isn't it's it? A, it's a pure Wilt page. There's there's so much footage of Wilt. Don't yeah. be like, oh well, Wilt didn't. There wasn't even any footage of Wilt to, to see him hooping. It's all available. If anything, there's never been a time where it's more readily available to watch any basketball game of all time. But, guys, that's going to wrap it up for J&J for the day. A lot of respect for Dave for coming in here. I I don't know who's going to be the next one to come to the Coliseum. It might be a while. Maybe it's Dave again. Maybe Dave wants the revenge. Maybe Mikey Loxon wants to work. Maybe a mystery opponent. Maybe Justin. I'm still waiting for Justin to challenge me. <laughs> I want Justin to challenge me. I want Justin to come face-to-face -to, -face to me in the battle in the Coliseum. But that's going to wrap it up for the day, guys. Again, big shout-out to Dave. Follow the, follow the TikTok. Subscribe. Follow the Twitter. Follow the Instagram. You know how it is, guys. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Yes, Peace. Sir. Peace the fuck out.